with 2020 being the start of a new decade, isn't it seriously time you started your own podcast? When I started podcasting over 12 years ago, it was incredibly hard and difficult to produce, and honestly, I don't know how I've done it for so long. The good news is that Anchor is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs with recording, editing tools, and production tools. Best of all, it's 100% free and easy to use. And now, Anchor can help you monetize your podcast with ads, just like this one. So what are you waiting for, folks? Start off the decade right with a new podcast hosted by Anchor and get started today for free by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year, and I'm looking forward to hearing your podcast. Well, hello there, folks, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Whitfield Report. I'm your host, Sam Whitfield, uh, recording here at NGC Studios for Thursday uh, evening, which is hopefully when you're hearing this, and I'm actually recording this in GarageBand uh, on my Mac because the iPad uh, system isn't quite working for me tonight for some reason, um, but that's okay. We're uh, we're still, you know, going here, and uh, I haven't used GarageBand to record a podcast in a long time, but uh, so far everything's going well. I actually have uh, the right, you know, settings and the uh the EQ is actually pretty good so um my audio levels are coming in good so that's all that matters um and obviously i've added the uh intro music in you know beforehand um but add in right it is uh thursday another week uh you know coming to a close and it is uh January 30th so uh next time i talk to you guys on saturday it will officially be february so how about that uh already 1 month down in the new decade ladies and gentlemen and uh you know it, it's kind of been a mixed bag I, I think we can all agree. Uh, the year started off great, and then, 
you know, depending on how you look at it. Um, I don't think it's been horrible, but, you know, definitely there has been some tragedy. Um, and if you're a bleak person, then this month has been really shitty. Uh, obviously, Neil Pert pa- passed away like, you know, three weeks ago. It hasn't even been a full month now. Uh, and I'm still broken up about that. Um, Kobe Bryant also passed away, which um, I'll talk a bit about Kobe. Um, you know, obviously great athlete, um, great basketball player. I was never really a big fan of, um, you know, it's not that I wasn't a fan of Kobe or the Lakers. I've just never been a big, uh, you know, basketball, like pro basketball fan to begin with. Um, you know, but I can certainly appreciate the people who are mourning uh, for him because, you know, like I said, the Neil Peart death hit me pretty hard. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, even the people who aren't necessarily Rush fans, I'd like to think that they were still, you know, empathetic for those of us who are Rush fans uh, and who are fans of uh, Neil's drumming. So there's that. But um, I want to talk a bit about this uh, coronavirus thing. Uh, And... Uh, also, I'd like to say that if, uh, if I'm going to have the coronavirus, I would, uh, you know, I, I would like it with some Lyme disease as well. Uh, and I, I can't take credit for that. That comes from, uh, you know, Jason Veely of, uh, On Tap, uh, podcast, formerly, the host of uh, Factor Talk Radio on Junior Factor Nation, my oh, my old colleague. Yes, and we know all about about Jason. You've only mentioned him like fifty thousand fucking times on the podcast. But when are you going to have him on? Is what the people at home are asking. Uh, and well, folks, we don't have a date yet because Jason and I both love to procrastinate. But we are planning like. Uh, on that sometime like he's got an IRL job I've got an IRL job and you know school and whatnot um he's planning for a wedding uh and you know I'm out there looking for love uh single you know hopeless romantic that I am uh but we we will have him on at some point, and his, and his brother. Uh, we'll do a Junior Factor Nation reunion at some point this year, hopefully. Knock on wood. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he is the one who came up with the uh, you know title for tonight's episode. So credit goes to him. Uh, so I've just got to write about this coronavirus real quick. Uh, which, 
I mean, where where do I begin? At at this point, I'm not even really panicked. I I'm just at this point, folks. I am I'm annoyed more than anything because this happens like every like two or three years. It seems like now where there's some deadly uh, virus. The last big one was like Zika. And then I think the one before that, that got like, you know, a big scare was like Ebola, uh, which like everyone was saying that we were going to be, that we were going to be shitting our brains out and like dying horrific death and like dying horrific deaths because of Ebola. And, uh, you know, obviously it represents a danger these these you know viruses do and whatnot but the media uh on both sides of course loves to uh sensationalize these viruses or you know plagues and make them you know bigger than they're out to be uh you know obviously it's a tragedy that you know, 6,000 people in China are, you know, infected, right? Um, my heart goes out to them that, you know, that is bad news for, for China. But the way that some of the, uh, you know, news publications are covering this, you know, you would think that like, you would think that like 6,000 numbers, like some you know, ginormous astronomical number, which I, I mean, I guess in a way it is because like, you know, like 6,000 is a lot of people, but, uh, when you look at China's population, which I think it's like, it's like, it's in the billions. In fact, let me look that up real quick. Uh, this is the one good thing using a full blown, uh, computers I can actually search. Uh, Chinese population, uh, 2019. Okay, let's just go there. Okay, as of November 2019, uh, China's population stands at 1.435 billion people. Uh, according to Wikipedia, and I'm getting like, you know, I'm getting uh, other numbers similar to that. So you know, uh, it's 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 over a billion people alone. Okay, so like, yeah, six thousand people obviously obviously isn't good, but it's a lot smaller of a population center than some of the outlets might have uh, people believe. And I bring that up because here's what always always happens. It's a a giant hysteria machine. And and both sides, honestly, are are doing this. And it it drives me kind of crazy that this is... This is one of the reasons why I I've kind of like as I've I, as I've as I've explained before, folks. I I have one foot like in the political pool, still kind of 
but you know, like I'm I'm out of the game too, and uh, and this is like one of the reasons why because again, you know, things like coronavirus get uh, you know spinned out of proportion, and we're we're told that the world is going to end, and that everyone needs you know that this is like going to be the big thing and that oh my god we're all going to die and uh you know it it could be like it could be utilized as a bioweapon which actually like i i've actually heard that from like a couple of sources grand one of them is infowars um you know i it it could be true like i I've heard all sorts of different things. Like I've heard it's biologic weapons. Uh, I've heard that you know it comes from bats, monkeys, you know, etc. Like there are a whole bunch of rumors about coronavirus. Um, you know, and I'm not going to go into the specifics, but the bottom line is is that there's a certain there's a certain percentage of you know, people out there who love to just, you know, they they love misery and they actually, like, love being scared. Like, that's how they, I guess, get off. Uh, and that, that's kind of the route that Owen Benjamin has gone uh, now, come to think of it. Where, like, you know, the all of the fear and all of the conspiracies uh, are just there, you know, for the taking. And they love to, to, uh, you know, perpetuate them. And they love to, you know, spread panic and fear. So anytime a major plague, you know, or potential disaster shows up, you know, it's... That's it. We're all goners. Uh, say your prayers. It's like they have a have a death wish or or something, you know. And and like, I'll admit, like I I'm one of these guys where like if I if I focus on it enough for like too long, it's not that I won't believe it necessarily, but you know I'll. I'll start to get, I'll stick at, you know, I'll start to get paranoid a little bit myself. Like if you hang out with nothing but conspiracy theorists and whatnot, like everything becomes a conspiracy, right? And like, like I said, I'm not necessarily like bashing Alex Jones because he's actually been like, you know, right about some stuff in the past few years. And like I said, the last episode, he is kind of starting to like, you know, mend his ways from that. So, like, I'm not talking to him specifically, but I'm I'm more or less, like, talking at, like, your, you know, your average, everyday, you know, person on social media and whatnot who just obsesses over conspiracies to the point where it's unhealthy. Or... Worse yet, they do this shit in person and it just drags a whole entire room down. Now, look, here's the thing. You know, there is like a very, very small percentage that we could all be fucked. And coronavirus, uh, you know, could kill us all. 
in which case, if you know, if that were to happen, like, like shit, if I if I have to die young, like I I would rather, and if I have to like, if I have to die of that, like I would I would rather die of, uh, like I don't know, I would rather die like you know, getting my face, you know, like suffocated by like some Russian hooker and like her, her fake, like, you know, her fake giant titties. Like that's how I want to go out. If I have to fucking, you know, go, go out early, like, you know, or, you know, something like the way Hugh Hefner might've gone. I, I, I don't know. Just, you know, Something along those lines. I'm not, I'm not into all this, you know, like dying a slow, you know, painful death of, you know, plague shit. Uh, Lord knows I've already had enough struggles, you know, getting here, uh, to planet earth like 25 years ago. I, uh, I'd like to go in a better way if uh, I have to go to go out young. Uh, you know, obviously, I plan on living into a ripe old uh, age and uh, whatnot, but all that aside, yeah, so I'm not into the whole, uh, you know, fear-mongering of uh, coronavirus or any of these viruses, so, you know, what do I do? I parody it. Uh, I made, well, here's what started the exchange between Jason and I. It wasn't really an exchange. He commented on a uh, on a status update I made on Facebook. I was originally going to title this podcast uh, if I have I prefer the Guinness uh, virus over the coronavirus. Uh, you know, again, corny dad joke, but I mean, yeah, Jason nailed it with the uh, with the side of Lyme disease. Perfect. Um, and, you know, there are some of us who like to joke about stuff like that. Uh, there are some of us who like to troll. Like, I wouldn't even relevant say I was trolling. I, I just, you know, I, I made like a corny dad joke about it, right? And that was the extent of it. Uh, but believe it or not, and this happened like back in 2012 too, with the whole mind calendar thing, uh, you know, there are always people who like, you know, message me either on Facebook or on Twitter and, uh, use or take this shit, you know, seriously. And like, they're not, you know, they're not being trolls about it. Like they're, they're legit being serious. About it. And and that's what, you know, like I said, pisses me off is when you when there are the nutcases who um you know who go that far and you know ruin it and then you know before you know it like you're part of a you're part of a global conspiracy to like help the end of the world and you know also you're part of a conspiracy to murder some, you know, comedians, you know, kids. So I was like, that that's what that's what being over paranoid 
annoyed will will do to people as I have uh and you know unfortunately found out over the past couple of years. So uh yeah. You know, bottom line, just don't take shit on the internet too seriously with the with these viruses. We'll we'll be we'll be fine, ladies and gentlemen. Like give it I don't know, give it three months in the you know, in this shit. We'll be laughing about it in a couple months. Maybe. Or maybe we'll be we'll be dead. Mm, I don't know. Either way, I know how I know how I'm going out. I know how I'm going out. So uh, you know, at least I've got that covered. So, um, it's also kind of funny though because uh, for my birthday, uh, my dad got me a pair of. Uh, AirPods uh, Pros, and uh, they were originally supposed to be a uh, like a Christmas slash birthday present because Christmas and my birthday ran you know so uh, far behind you know they run so close together. He wasn't able to get them for Christmas, uh, and he ordered them for my birthday. Birthday, and. Uh, the AirPod Pros are so uh they're they're so backordered, ladies and gentlemen. And and I've actually been in Twitter conversations with some of you guys about this, but they're they're so backordered that um they're not coming in until like I d I don't know, I think the last time I checked on my order it was like February 19th or February 18th. Hopefully they'll come uh, a little bit before uh, then because uh, I can't wait to, to uh, you know, try these things out. I have the first generation uh, AirPods and I, I, I love them. Uh, they're getting to the point now where uh, they're where the case is the case is basically going uh the the charging case um so i can't really i can't charge the right one for some reason the the left one does fine but the right one never wants to hold the charge and yeah i, I mean i've at this point sending it into apple it would i it would actually cost me more money to fix it so i don't know but uh anyway i'm excited about the uh airpod pros and uh you know now and now like this past week people have been goofing on me being like you know oh the you know the foxconn factory where they get manufactured is going to you know get coronavirus and i'm like fuck that's all i need another Another delay on my, you know, AirPod uh, Pros. You know, that that's what I wanted for Christmas and my birthday. And, you know, knock on wood, they, they do come soon. Um, although I did get, a, I did get a, a new MacBook Pro for Christmas. So, you know, and my birthday. So I'm not complaining, uh, which is what I'm recording this on. So, uh you know, but nevertheless, I'd, I'd like my, uh, AirPod 
pros as soon as possible and without coronavirus. Um, so there's that. You know, bottom line with the whole coronavirus thing is we're going to be fine, I, I think. You know, and if we aren't, oh well. I'm not panicking yet. Oh, do 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 do. What do what else do we have on the docket? Um, I mean, I kind of covered Kobe Bryant passing away. Um, you know, and and like I said, I'm I'm not the biggest. I was never real like a fan of Kobe Kobe Bryant. Um, and or the Lakers. To be honest, like I, I'm not a big fan of pro basketball really at all to be to begin with. But like I said, you know, I, I empathize for the uh you know for the people that lost my I, I I I do feel bad. It's not that I don't feel bad for him passing, because I, I do, but I I feel worse if this makes sense, that his, you know, 14-year-old daughter uh, died in that crash with him. You know? Like, she was just a kid, and... I mean, it's it's awful that they both passed away, but it's, it's especially, uh, you know, awful that, you know, she passed away at such an early age. It actually... It reminds me of uh, I had a classmate in middle school who, uh, our eighth grade year, um, actually died in a car crash, um, coming home from an alternative, like Halloween type celebration. Um, he was he was a devout Christian. And uh, had gone to like some, uh, you know, alternative event at his church for Halloween. Uh, and uh, his older brother, something, you know, was like 17. He went to, you know, they went to the church with a few friends. Uh, everyone had a great time. Uh, they were... I guess driving and on, on their way home, and they they got they got hit by a by a car, and uh, weirdly enough, uh, no one else in the car hit, but my friend, uh, his name was Dallas. Uh, Dallas's head, I guess, hit like the front. See, like they were in a sedan or something, and I guess his um his head like hit the front uh seat uh headrest and then bounced back and I like he was wearing his seatbelt. I guess like that scrambled his brain and uh you know, long story short, he tragically passed away. No one else in the car was hurt. Uh the the driver that hit them was drunk, but he wasn't, you know, really her either. Uh, and, like, that one was tough. 
And, uh, you know, I've actually been thinking a little bit about that, you know, kind of in relation to, you know, Kobe Bryant's daughter passing away so, so young. You just never know when your time is up, folks. And, uh, you know, that that's why I always do my best, although I'm not perfect. Um, I always try my best to be good to people, uh, including you guys who make up this, you know, listening audience and, you know, who come on the live streams and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, you know, I have my haters and whatnot. But, uh, you know, even to you guys, I mean, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, I'll, you know, I'll try and be decent to you too, I guess. Um, you know, so, you know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, I guess, and, uh, rest in peace to his daughter, you know, uh, I'm glad that people are not only paying tribute to, you know, Kobe, but also to his daughter as well. Um, the one, uh, one other thing I kind of want to rant about real quick in relation to that is um, there are a lot of people who I've seen on social media, again, uh, you know, this is a problem with social media, uh, you know, there were, there were rape accusations you know, made towards, like, Kobe Bryant a few years ago that didn't pass, you know, that never, like, checked out, but they've always kind of, like, been there. Um, You know, nothing to the level of, you know, Clinton-esque or Harvey Weinstein or anything like that. But there were rumors, and, uh, you know, now those are resurfacing as well. And uh, this actually got me thinking today on my way home from class as I was kind of thinking about what I was going to be talking with this podcast. Um, you know, it, it's it's weird because we've, we've talked about on this show and on the live streams about how the Me Too movement started, started as a good thing. Uh, but then it went too fucking far. And this is, this is an example of it going too far. You know, like Kobe Bryant is literally dead. And yet we have people, uh, you know, trying to meet to him and, you know, bring those rape allegations up again. They they probably aren't true. If they are, you know, that, that sucks. But the man can't even defend himself. And, you know, that that people also asked if I ever saw that Michael Jackson, you know, documentary like uh like Escaping Neverland or, you know, whatever it's called. Basically like supposedly revealing the truth about Michael Jackson. And here's what I'll say about that. Um, Like when I was a kid, like I have to admit that Michael, like that, like Michael Jackson, 
kind of gave me the willies a bit. Like, I, I'm not going to lie, because, like, by, by the time most millennials were born, like, unless, like, unless, like, unless the really, like, old millennials that were, like, born in, like, you know, 85 or something, um, you know, the oldest of us, I guess, uh, unless you're kind of from that period of, you know, being a millennial, you know, most of us grew up with Michael Jackson when he, when he, you know, did, like, the complete, like, you know, when he basically, like, bleached his entire, uh, you know, skin and, like, had that weird, like, plasticky look and, you know, that was kind of, like, quasi-Jokerish, uh, you know, basically, like, you know, there's no nice way of putting this, but Michael Jackson was was kind of a freak by the time, you know, he came into, you know, my conscience. And so, yeah, like, obviously the dude, you know, gave me the willies. Uh, I remember when the trial happened, you know, like way back in 04, like that was... That was kind of when I was starting to get into, like, current events a little bit. Like, as I mentioned before, I kind of started, you know, young on the alternate, like... And that was the first... Uh, I actually talked to a few friends about this. Like, other friends of mine remember that trial. Like, that was kind of the first, like, you know, big, like, legal event that we remember, like, as kids. And, uh, you know, like... That was a whole thing. Uh, but again, that was 15 years ago. Probably more than that by now. Uh, probably more like 16 or 17 now that I've, you know, now that I think about it. Like, it's it's been a long time uh, since that trial happened and yeah i mean there there's always been speculate speculation that you know he really did molest kids or something like that um but here's the deal i don't have any interest in watching that documentary uh because i'm kind of like what's the point the man's dead like if if he did it and he really didn't molest children. Like he's probably he's probably riding rotting in like a special circle of hell uh, right now. You know, maybe not. Maybe he he atoned before he died. Who knows? Uh, you know. So my whole thing is, what's the point of what's the point of dragging that you know shit up after he's dead? Um, you know, there's not, you can't really prove anything. Like, I guess unless the families want money or something, which, yeah, I answered my own question there. Of course, that's why they would want, but even so, what would that fix at this point? 
that's what I'm wondering. Uh, would that would that be worth it? And bottom line, whether it's uh, Kobe Bryant or uh, you know Michael Jackson or uh, I remember there were like allegations after Hugh Hefner died that he you know like a little too far with some of the playmates, which which those got debunked like you know pretty close, but you know, pretty soon after, but, you know, even afterwards, like, can we, like, do we have to desecrate the dead? Like, always. Like, yeah, people fuck up in life. And yeah, people, you know, sometimes people do more than fuck up. Sometimes people do horrible, horrible things in their lives. But are we forever destined just to desecrate the dead on social media now? Because it feels like that's where we're going. And, uh, you know, I don't like it. You know, there, there's... I've lived, like, a pretty decent life. Um... You know, I've made mistakes like everyone else. But, you know, imagine, like, if I died and then someone manufactured, like, a whole messed up story about me or something. You know, and suppose they made it, like, extremely convincing. Like, yeah, like, eventually it might get proved that it, that it didn't happen, but still, there's no way I can defend myself. You know, my family will would be traumatized by that. It's just, it's a whole thing. And you know, that, that's, that's kind of why political media, ladies and gentlemen, gets tiresome for me sometimes. Like, you know, there's parts that I enjoy to it still, you know, doing media commentary and, you know, current events in politics. Right. And you've heard me, discuss those uh but then you know there are these like you know seedier elements i guess kind of that you know have just kind of gotten to me over the years and i you know i i can only stomach so much so that's why i kind of like doing these off the cuff podcasts more and more and more so you know and i think a lot of people are actually kind of feeling that way so, um, you know, I'm not the only, I'm not the only, you know, kind of political podcaster who has kind of moved away from this anymore. So, um, uh, anyway, so that kind of concludes my whole, uh, ranting about all this stuff. Now let's get into some reviews, uh, ladies and gentlemen, shall we? Uh, this isn't really like a review of sorts. Well, I mean, I, I guess it kind of is, depending on how you look at it. But uh, three months ago or so in November, uh, Disney Plus got released and launched as a platform. Uh, I reviewed it then, as did several other podcasts. 
pretty much every other pop culture, you know, podcast and their mother. Um, and at the time I said that I really liked it and, uh, you know, granted it had a few bugs at launch, but overall I, I liked it. And, uh, I said that I was going to be doing like, you know, reviews, like I did a review after the first month. I said I'd be doing a review, you know, after three months, which, which is where we're at now. And like, I'll do a review probably like in three more months for this six month review. And then, you know, I'll do one at the end of like the first year once November rolls back around. And I mean, yeah, I, I realize we're like a little bit past the, you know, three month period. So it's not quite like three months. You know, I know that there are some of you guys out there who are, who are like going to be really, it's not, it's not 90 days, Sam. You, you fucked up. You missed it. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like 90 and some odd days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, folks, you know, it, this is the three month review. Um, so without further ado, uh, well, honestly, I've been so busy with school this semester and whatnot that I really, I really haven't had much of a chance to watch, uh, much of anything really, or I haven't had a chance to watch as much as I'd like to. Um, but slowly but surely I've been working my way through some of the, uh, you know, some of the Disney Plus catalog, mainly in the Marvel, mainly like in, in the Marvel, uh, you know, category or the Marvel library, I guess. Um, I've been working through like Spider-Man, the animated series, and, uh, like, the old X-Men cartoon from the 90s, which, uh, those, those shows are really fun and good to watch, you know, like, especially as, as a kid that, um, you know, grew up watching them, like, in the late 90s and early 2000s, like, you know, those things were, those things were great. Still are. Uh boy though, you can you can tell they're from the uh the nineties if if for no other reason than um the 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 resolution and in the, the uh the aspect ratio on some of these cartoons, it's it's not it's not bad but uh well, let me just say this. If you're going to watch uh, like the old Spider-Man cartoon and the old like, you know, X-Men cartoon, uh, and I, I really recommend this, but if, if screen ratios are going to be like your, are going to be like a, you know, a, big like if 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 it's going to if if it's going to be like a problem for you i would recommend actually watching 
that sh- either those shows or like really any any of like the early you know animated shows on your mobile phone you know really which I never recommend doing because obviously everyone knows that like watching you know like shows long term on like a mobile device sucks like yeah maybe watching you know YouTube videos and whatnot for a short period of time that's one thing but you know no one wants to watch you know videos but uh you know let me just put it this way like I have a a you know a Mac well first off my my Mac can do you know 4K video if if I want it to right but you know even if it didn't like most people these days have a pretty good display um you know on their computers or on their TVs you know by now um and to put it bluntly the uh the 90s cartoons, they don't really, they don't transfer well. I mean, you can, uh, you know, blow it up a bit and go full screen, but, like, you're going to notice every single flaw. So, uh, you know, that's not, and, like, I'm not really sure if that's, like, a critique of, you know, Disney+. Plus. Like, it's not a criticism. It's just something I've noticed. Uh, part of me wishes they would, you know, update the resolution and whatnot to all the old cartoons. Uh, part of me kind of finds, like, the fact that they've left those unlosted to kind of be, to kind of be, like, you know, uh, nostalgic. You know, and it reminds me of, like, back when everyone used to, you know, watch those cartoons on, like, you know, the the big kind of square plastic box, you know, TV sets that kind of, you know, predated like, you know, flat screens and whatnot. So, uh, you know, anyway, very cool. Um, you know, as far as far as the upcoming live series goes, well, we'll get into that in a bit. So I've been watching the, uh, Animated shows, those are cool. Uh, I've been catching up on some of the Marvel movies. Uh, I I went back and like I rewatched uh, the Infinity Saga. I, I've I've rewatched the Captain America movies. I haven't I haven't really really watched uh, the the Iron Man movies from beginning to end, like. I did watch Iron Man 3 um like way back when I got when I first got the service because believe it or not I actually never saw Iron Man Iron Man 3 when it came out uh you know and that was like the one where like a lot of people were like yeah don't go see that one but you know that was like back before people really knew like how big I mean, like, the MCU was already a thing, but, like, it was still kind of d- developing, and so, you know, I saw that one, and it was good. Uh, you know, the the live-action stuff is really good quality, as far as, like, filming and, and whatnot, so uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Star Wars... Um, 
I need to watch like the actual like movies on Disney Plus because supposedly they've supposedly they've done like another remaster, but like they took out some of the ridiculous stuff from the special editions. So I still have to watch those. Uh, obviously, I loved The Mandalorian. Uh, that was pretty good. I ha- I haven't watched the uh, the Clone Wars series all the way through yet. Um, I know that like actually like that that that's technically not done. I guess. Um, I started watching the Clone Wars when they were on Netflix, and. Uh, you know, then it got taken off and put onto Disney Plus, and like I never really like finished watching them. I, I guess I will one of these days, but um, honestly, the 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 Clone Wars with like Ahsoka and whatnot, and I know that that's going to be like a very unpopular opinion, but uh, I've always had trouble watching those, and part of the reason being is because. Uh, when I grew up, there was like an old, old, like 2D animated Clone Wars series that some of you guys, I I know that some of you guys will definitely remember this one, but, uh, if any of you guys were like a fan of Samurai Jack on Cartoon Network when, uh, we were kids and I know I was, uh, you will probably no doubt know that, uh, Gandhi, uh, Tarakovsky or whatever his, his name is, I think that's how you pronounce it, also, uh, did, like, a 2D, uh, Clone Wars series over the course of, like, you know, three years in between episodes two and three, that like that basically like told the stories that told like the story of the Clone Wars and it was like a it was a perfect bridge between episodes two and three when I was a kid. You know, and then we had episode three and that was that. Uh so that's what I grew up with. And then when they uh you know when when they made the Clone Wars into like a three D thing and like introduced Ahsoka, like yeah, I understood it, but um, you know, I understood why why Lucas did that at the time. But uh, you know, I feel like the two D one has kind of been overlooked, and it was a good series, uh, still is. I wish I would have that uh, on there, but evidently they don't. Uh, at least, I don't think they do, but, uh, now I'm tempted to go look, I've got to be honest, okay, Disney. Okay, folks. Okay. 
Wagen. Okay. Uh, oh, shoot, did I? Did I, uh, no, I never, I subscribed through my Apple ID, that's right. Uh, sorry for the dead air, ladies and gentlemen, you know what, let me, let me actually just go on the uh, app here on my phone and see. It's it's not like this is a visual podcast anyway. So, um, you know, again, apologies for the dead air. Okay, there. I this is now this is interesting. I haven't really used the app on like my actual uh phone that much. Uh while we're talking about this, I will say that uh, one of the things that I like about, uh, Disney Plus overall is the fact that, uh, their app, like, in terms of the layout and whatnot, folks, is actually, like, pretty damn good. I, I will say that. Uh... Um, okay, so I was right. They don't actually have the, uh, the Clone Wars series from like 2002, I think it was, to like 2004 on here, which is a bummer. Because they should. But, um, you know, like, overall, uh, you know, the Star Wars second, like, it's good, but to me, at least, it still leaves some to be desired. I don't know. Uh, obviously, they're expanding the universe, so I know that they, I know that they're, go that they're going to be doing some stuff 
And I am excited for the Kenobi series, actually. That is one thing I want to talk about. But uh, Overall, I do like the layout of, um, you know, Disney+. Plus. The, the service is, you know, pretty, uh, you know, it, it had its bugs at launch, but it's pretty stable, um, you know, for now. Don't really have any complaints as far as like functionality and whatnot. I will say this: uh, it's a lot better than the Hulu app, uh, which, in my mind, still needs kind of like redesign and whatnot. Which is why I don't use Hulu. But oh well. Um, you know, like the the service itself is pretty good. The platform, I should say, is pretty good. Now, as far as the content, well, you know, content that depends on where, you know, we're looking at. Um, I will say that what they have, like as far as the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff, which is what I focus on, um, it's good. We have everything that should be there. Um, like, I already own, like, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Like, I own the movies, like, physically. So, you know, I don't need them in digital. But, it, like, it's cheaper than the, than the, than the uh, digital box set. And I do like the fact that, like, I can now pull up you know, Star Wars movies up on my, you know, MacBook, like if I'm traveling or something like that, you know, or on my iPad or, you know, whatever I have and just like, you know, watch my favorite movies on the go. Um, you know, I like that. Like I just said, you know, I'm warming up to the Clone Wars series and, uh, you know, I've heard that Rebels is pretty good too. Still need to get into that. Uh, like, as, as far as content for what we have so far is, you know, pretty good. Obviously, obviously the Mandalorian is, you know, pretty good. But there's still a lot to be desired, I guess, is what I'm saying, as far as Star Wars goes. Uh, you know, lots of, like, original content. Um, you know, same with Marvel. Now, Marvel is an interesting case because uh, I've got to be honest, like, I'm a little nervous about Marvel's future on uh, Disney+. And part of it has to do with licensing rights, and there's nothing I can do about that. So... Uh, you know, this is just going to be, to be me bitching. But as I've said in previous podcasts, the the Marvel Netflix TV shows, Daredevil, uh, and The Punisher, and Jessica Jones, most specifically, forget Iron Fist, forget The Defenders. Uh, and forget Luke Cage, especially forget Iron Fist. Uh, those three shows were terrible. But The Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil, 
those were and those are, in my opinion, and in the opinion of a lot of people, that's the definition of like what a like that's how you make a damn good uh comic book TV show. Especially Daredevil. Um in fact, it's been a few years. So maybe in a future episode or maybe like in a bonus episode, you know, or something if I've, you know, if I've got to post one, maybe I'll do like a review of, you know, of the of the Daredevil Netflix series. But the the Daredevil Netflix series is like a masterpiece of like what a superhero TV show you know, should be, and the, the Punisher and Jessica Jones are not quite as good, but they're pretty damn close. Like, they're in the same league, at least. So, one thing I've been pondering in relation to that is how far out did... Because, like, I, I know that those shows were, like... Obviously, season one of Daredevil like came out in like two thousand, you know, fifteen. I think Jessica Jones came out like later that year, you know, or something like that. And then season two of Daredevil came out, you know, like a year and a half later or something. Uh, but bottom line, like, basically, I always been curious, like, how far back. Disney had Disney Plus planned out before Marvel basically got the rights back to Daredevil and why not because if you remember what happened Daredevil and the Punisher were both owned by Fox for like years and years and years and years and that was when we, when we got the uh you know that was when we got when we got the uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, which I actually liked, but everyone else hated. Although it pales in comparison with, you know, what we have now with the Charlie Cox Daredevil. But anyway, uh, you know, so Daredevil and the Punisher were in licensing hell, you know, for years and years and years with Fox. Nothing was done with them. Um, you know, up until basically Disney got them back and then made that deal with Netflix. And we got the series that we got. Right? Uh now because Disney is, you know, doing its own thing with Disney Plus, those, you know, series basically got canceled because of Disney Plus. Like, that was the one thing that pissed me off. That was like the only thing that pissed me off about Disney Plus was that we lost those three shows. And I know that some of you guys haven't seen those shows yet. So you might not understand, you know, why I'm pissed off about about that. But, you know, go watch those shows and you will you'll understand. Um you know, with that being said, and I, I know I'm kind of spitballing here, I have to wonder 
Like, how far back were they planning Disney Plus exactly? Because if Disney slash Marvel made that deal with Netflix to basically give Netflix the Daredevil and, you know, Punisher series, you know, full well knowing that they had Disney Plus coming up, you know, in just a few years, like, why did they give, you know, those characters to Netflix knowing that, you know, that they were going to get canceled anyway, right? That's my question. Or, you know, did they, or was Disney Plus even planned at that point? That's what we don't know. But, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge disappointment for me. And and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because right now, Disney Plus is playing it really safe with Marvel, right? Uh, which they don't need to be playing it safe with Marvel. The, the Marvel franchise is doing good. And when I say that they're playing it safe, there's really nothing that appeals for, like, Older, more mature. Well, I shouldn't say uh, older, but there's nothing that really, like, that really appeals for like you know mature audiences. That that's like gritty, like you know the 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 Marvel Netflix shows. Like they weren't like gratuitous, but they dealt with like adult themes. Uh, you know, like a in like a very you know mature way that you know that that made for good storytelling, right? It was like, you know, Breaking Bad or something like that, right? Uh, you know, only with the superhero backdrop. Right? Um, as far as I know, they don't have anything, you know, planned like that, you know, for Disney+. Plus. They're playing it safe, like, you know, I think TV 14 at max. And... You know, if if Disney really wanted to, I mean, I guess they could ne- make, like, Netflix a deal to get, like, you know, Daredevil back and whatnot and, like, you know, continue on with Disney Plus or something. That's what I don't get is why they didn't do that. And not only that, but now, I guess, uh, Kevin Feige, who, who, don't get me wrong, like, 90% of what he's done with the MCU, I will agree, is brilliant. But when he announced that, you know, like, they were canceling the, uh, you know, the Netflix series, he also said that because they were canceling the the Netflix series, that the Netflix series were also, like, no longer canon in the MCU, even though they had been prior to the launch of Disney+. Plus. And that's kind of what, that's like my one gripe, and I, I know it, it might be nitpicky, but damn, is it a big one, because what, because they, they could, like, if I were Kevin Feige, I would do one of two things, right? I would either, like, and Disney has the capital to do this, I'm sure, if they really wanted to. 
I would just, you know, if I were Disney, let's be honest, Disney could still stronghold Netflix, right? Probably. Or strong arm them. I would strong arm Netflix, get the rights to Daredevil and The Punisher and Jessica Jones, you know, basically the entire Netflix Marvel series, and I would move them to, uh, you know, Disney Plus, and I would continue on with Daredevil Season 4 and The Punisher Season 3, which is what they had been planning to do prior to the launch of Disney Plus, and I would just do that, so... I mean, yeah, that might be, you know, like, I guess more mature content on Disney+, Plus, but, like, I think there should be a section for that, and I, you know, and it's not like, it's not like, it's not like it's a porno or anything like that, like, it's, you know, like, yeah, it can get gratuitism and whatnot a little bit with violence, but it's like, it's breaking bad, you know, levels of violence, it's not, you know... It's not horrendous or anything like that. And for whatever reason, Disney Plus just won't go that far. Even even though, you know, all, like, the people who are actually paying for Disney Plus, you know, like, legitimately are most likely, you know, all over the age of 18 or something. Or at the very least, they're old enough to enjoy that mature content, so, you know, that's all I'm saying is, you know, provide something for the older, you know, fans, too, so, I don't know, um, you know, that's my one big gripe, uh, I would rather have the, the Marvel Netflix shows on Disney+, Plus as opposed to, like, you know, uh, I am excited for, like, the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. That one I, that one I am excited for. Um, I'm excited for, like, the, in, you know, for the Infinity series. Like, you know, like, what if? That whole thing, that sounds interesting. Uh, Vision and Wanda. No. Just no. I know that that was a comic book in like the, you know, 70s and 80s that was targeted towards young women. I mean, and I, I get that appeal, but like, you know, even female fans I know are kind of like, meh, on that one. So, uh, you know, could you could you please put one of the Netflix series in to replace one of that? to replace that show, Kevin Feige, that's all I'm saying, so, you know, there's just, there's still uncertainty somewhat in what Disney Plus is doing, we're not going to be getting anything until 2021, I don't think, and, um, you know, so, I mean, for what we have right now, I would say, Say that, like, you know, $69, $70 is a good price. 
There are rumors that they might, you know, jack up the price to $99 next year. Uh, if that's the case, they'd better be bringing in, like, a whole bunch more content, and they'd better be adding content more consistently, kind of like Netflix does, because if they're charging us $99 per year, and they're not giving us anything, like, you know, new, or, you know, not very frequently, uh, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a happy camper. To put it lightly. So, uh, anyway, that's kind of like my long-winded, you know, that's kind of my long-winded rant on Disney Disney Plus, so to speak. Um, As far as, like, the Kenobi series goes, um, all I can say is I'm excited, and yeah, I know that there are delays, and yeah, I know that, that the words, like, Star Wars in delay usually mean panic, you know, or like Star Wars and reshoot shoots. I know that fans have, you know, PTSD from those words. I I get it. But if they do res if they are doing res reshoots and whatnot on the Kenobi series and they do it right, like Disney did great with the Mandalorian series and obviously like, Ewan McGregor was, is, you know, arguably a great actor, and he's a terrific Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, Ewan's Obi-Wan Kenobi character reminds me so much of my late Uncle Gary. Um, you know, just as far as, like, you know, warm, friendly, you know, very kind, very brave, very wise. Um, you know, so... Ewan's Obi-Wan Kenobi character means a lot to me personally. And I'm happy that he's coming back. And if they do him right, I don't mind the re- the reshoots, honestly. And I'm hoping that they will do him right. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I know a lot of pe- people are. Um, as far as like Marvel Secret Invasion goes, this one is like new. Uh, I don't know a lot about the series. Um, honestly, I am a little worried about that one because uh, I mean, basically, like a lot of the a lot of the principal characters that like played a big part in the Secret Invasion comic book series from two thousand eight, which I read, are basically like they were given their farewells in, in, uh, you know, in like, you know, infinity war. Um, and, uh, and, uh, also an end game too. That's what I'm, that's what I meant. Um, like, I, well, I suppose, I, I mean, it's a 12-year-old comic, so what am I really spoiling? But, you know, the synopsis is, basically, for Secret Invasion, is that, like, scrolls have invaded Earth, and they've been, like, they've been posing as, like, some of our favorite, you know, like, Marvel superheroes for, like, decades, right? Like, 
Like, some of our favorite heroes have always been scrolls, and we just, you know, we never knew. Like, that was, that was kind of like the marketing premise of the Secret Invasion comic book. Well, uh, it's been a long time since I've read this series, and I'm going to have to go back and reread it, because I'm a little fuzzy on some details, but long story short, uh, basically, after the Marvel like Civil War comic book series in 2006, that was when Captain America got killed off in the comic book series for like, for like close to six years or something like that, right? And Bucky filled in as Captain America. Uh, during that whole time, Tony Stark became director of S.H.I.E.L.D. because Nick Fury went into hiding, right? So Tony Stark was actually director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Tony Stark was director of S.H.I.E.L.D. when Seek Invasion happened. And I can't remember the exact, like, what happened, but something happened with, like, um, with, like, Seek Invasion and something within Seek Invasion, like, caused, like, Tony Stark to lose his, like, position as S.H.I.E.L.D. director and then become, like, a fugitive or something, right? And then, like, Captain America came back from the, from the dead, like, at some point and, like, there was something with him that was, like, critical to the original Secret Invasion story, right? And same thing with, like, Black Widow. So, like, all of the characters that are basically, like, gone now uh, in the MCU are critical parts of the Secret Invasion storyline, right? For the original comic book. So, I'm curious, like, what they're going to do to adapt Secret Invasion to, into a series on Disney+. Plus, Right? Like, they're going to have to basically rewrite the whole thing and, like, make an, an entirely different story because I don't see how else they'll make a success. And that concerns me a, a bit. So, uh, anyway, so that's just me kind of bitching about comics. Uh, you know, I gave you a little bit about it. I gave you a little bit of everything uh, tonight. Uh, you know, a little bit, a bit about me ranting about current events and a little bit of pop culture. Um, as far as what I've been listening to, folks, um, I've really been on like a big uh, Radiohead kick um, these past few weeks. Uh, specifically, I've been listening to OK Computer. Um, which is a terrific album. I never really got much into Radiohead, to be honest, up until this year, and I'm liking their stuff more and more, I have to admit. Uh, also, listening to R.E.M., which I've always loved R.E.M., so they're great. Uh, you know, the best stuff collecting is their best album if you're, you know, uh, you know, if, if you're just getting started. Um, so, um, other than that, folks, I can't really think of anything, um, to say other than thank you for, uh, listening to this long-winded podcast, and 
you know, listening to me ramble for the past hour or so. And uh, I will be back on Saturday for the live stream um, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Don't know if I'm going to be having, having a guest or anything, so uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, from all of us here at NGC uh, Studios, have a good day or good evening whenever you're listening to this in the past, present, future hour. Uh, God bless. God freedom, I see in that order. And uh, God save this great nation. I will see you good folks on Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. Until then... God bless and God save this great nation. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show. You can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. Or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next episode.